0: Howdy and welcome to the Wild Sports Pod. I'm David Graf alongside my co-host Robert Munoz. It's been a while since we recorded the intro episode. And we also recorded the first episode what would have been the first episode, but the coronavirus happened. And pretty much canceled everything in all sports and made everything that we talked about in that first episode useless. Since then, school is out at Wyoming. I am out of a job. <laughs> and we are focused on the Wyom Sports Pod. We're gonna bring you as much Wyoming sports as we possibly can. Luckily, today is National Signing Day for college basketball. There's an exciting Wyoming basketball documentary produced by the legendary Steph Curry coming out this weekend, and we have a special guest. It's the first guest on the Y.O. Sports Pod. It's also somebody very close to Robert's heart. It's a high school classmate of his, and now a Denver Bronco, Jacob Bobbenmeyer. He'll join us in a little bit. All that exciting stuff for you. Robert, how you doing?
1: David, man, I'm doing great today. You know, a little snow out here in Laramie. It's snowing all day, but doing well, man. Trying to survive in these crazy times.
0: Yeah, it snowed up here today. I I posted on my Instagram story, this is hell. I uh, This is literal hell being stuck inside your home in April, and it's snowing outside. Coincidentally, Missoula is also nicknamed Hell's Gate, or Hellgate. So, my... To some, literally be hell. I don't know. I digress. We move on. Let's start. Wyoming, since we last talked, fired Alan Edwards and has hired Northern Colorado head coach Jeff Linder to be the head man. It's kind of an exciting move. I mean, it it certainly, certainly leads us to believe that the Wyoming Athletics Administration wants to be competitive. What were your initial thoughts?
1: The region, the connection of the region is huge. I mean, for recruiting, you know, that's been our issue here the last couple of seasons. Just recruiting, man, and uh, him being around here, he's already uh, brought in, you know, today, signed, what are they, sign? six players today uh, from around the region. Um, things are uh, looking good, kind of what not just myself expected, but I know other people expected as well. And that's what he mentioned. I know uh, recruiting was pretty high on his list of priorities, if not the highest. So he's doing what he needs to do so far, man.
0: Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I mean, at Northern Colorado, he had some good teams, honestly. His teams were very good. I mean, they were runner-up in the Big Sky this year. I thought they had a strong chance to win the Big Sky Conference Tournament had it actually taken place. They never even... Northern Colorado never even tipped off, and Boise, but uh, he developed guys into really, really good players, guys like Jonah Radabaugh, who ended up becoming the Big Sky Conference Player of the Year, Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year, excuse me, not, he was never the Conference Player of the Year, although he should have been this season, but I mean, one. One thing that was a hallmark of his teams is that they were good at shooting three-pointers and even better at defending three-pointers, which in today's game, that's all you really need to be able to do. Yeah. Like, if you can do those two things, you're going to have a lot of success. A lot of success. It's also... I
1: don't know. uh, You were up there in Missoula. Did, Did you go catch that game when Northern Colorado went and played up there?
0: I did not go to the game when they played here in Missoula because it was right around the time that I was starting to get freaked out by coronavirus. So I'm like, no big crowds. But I did watch it on TV. They spanked Montana and Montana doesn't often lose at home. I think that was their only that was their only home loss during conference play this season and Northern I mean Northern Colorado came in here and beat the crap out of them like they shot threes they were electric they were lights out and Montana just saw the game slip away I think northern Colorado I think the final score was northern Colorado only won by like eight but at certain points they were up 15 20 points which is huge I mean I think that Wyoming will be pretty good right away I mean Hunter Maldonado coming back is huge for the program he was the best player on the team these two years where well I guess Justin James was the best guy two years ago but last year Hunter Maldonado was kind of the the straw that stirs the drink although I don't know how tasty the Wyoming basketball team drink was so
1: I agree with you there um talking about Wyoming basketball and uh Jeff and these new recruits kind of how are you liking these recruits that
0: he's brought in? I mean, I haven't watched any of these guys. Let's uh I'll go ahead and list them off for, for the listeners. We got Marcus Williams, a guard from Dickinson, Texas. Graham Ike, a forward from Aurora. Xavier Ducell, a guard from Scottsdale. Drew Lamont, a forward from Indian river state college and Drake Jeffries, a guard from Indian Hills community college. And then my favorite nickname, the big shamrock. His first name is spelled E O I N. It's pronounced Owen. He's from Ireland. Owen Nelson from Otero junior college in Colorado He's 6'10". I watched two minutes of highlights, and I'm almost sold. Now, in the two minutes of highlights, I wish there had been one single highlight of him on defense, but the offense looked good.
1: Offense definitely looks good, man, averaging uh, 58% from the field. Pulls down boards, it looks like. I mean, you know, we need boards. Obviously,
0: Wyoming was, what, one of the worst rebounding
1: teams in the – Nation last year.
0: I mean, Wyoming needs improvement but everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Edward said he didn't want to focus too much on uh, rebounding, so you know <laughs> that's obviously going to get improved no matter what. So, looks like it could be a nice component here for the Pokes.
0: Yeah, Nelson is also he's 6'10 and he's not like a wiry 6'10. He's pretty stout dude. I mean given how given how young he is. He's got a long way to go. I think he's only playing he's only been playing basketball a few years now. Like given the fact that Ireland doesn't really play hoops.
1: <laughs> maybe they're gonna start playing hoops again.
0: Yeah, maybe this is uh, you know, the first Irish NBA player. We shall see.
1: We shall see
0: outside of Owen, I haven't really seen many of these guys. One guy that the coaching staff seem pretty particularly excited about, and I know Robert is also very excited about, is uh, Xavier Ducell.
1: Yeah, man, he looks good. I mean, uh, obviously he signed with Northern Colorado, and he uh, followed Jeff Linder up north. He looks great. I mean, growing up in college, or in high school, played at Prep school in Arizona. Um, also played for Team Harden in Arizona. Part of the Adidas Gauntlet. You know, pretty big. Uh, pretty pretty big area. Pretty big program. Pretty big tournament. Whatever league for prep hoops. Definitely has the potential. And I know he received an offer from uh, the University of Montana.
0: So good thing he didn't head up there, huh? Very good thing. A smart call by him. Smart call.
1: Yeah, he comes off as pretty much just an all around player. He's smart, man, and then I mean, I watched some of his highlights. He's just smart out there on the court. That looks like it is his best trait, and I mean, he's only going to get smarter. There's nothing better than a high basketball
2: IQ. Yeah,
0: I mean, Jeff Linder did. He did wonders for guards and forwards at Northern Colorado. Jonah Ratibah, who I mentioned earlier. Actually, it was a walk on at Northern Colorado. I mean, I mean, he basically begged Linder to get on the team, and and Linder helped develop him into the player that he has become. He's a you know probably an overseas guy that will have a nice career. The, another thing that Linder did really well is he he recruited Colorado really well. There aren't a whole lot of great potential college basketball players coming out of Colorado but he was able to secure some of them and convince them to go to Greeley, which is probably pretty tough to do considering you're also going to have to compete with Boulder and uh, Colorado State. One guy in particular is Bodie Hume, who was a sophomore this past season, and he had been the high school player of the year in Colorado, and he ended up in Greeley, and Linder was able to you know, work his magic and develop him into a, an even better player than he was when he got there. So if he can do that with these kids and continue to do that in Laramie, I think the future is bright. He, uh, going back to Linder a little bit is um, some of his background. He was an assistant coach at, Boise State under Leon Rice. I mean, Leon Rice just finished his 10th year in Boise. He's a pretty solid coach. He's turned Boise State into a good program in the Mountain West. So if Linder can follow that same formula and use those same principles that he applied at Northern Colorado in Laramie, I think that Wyoming is on the right track.
1: Does it even come to a, obviously he needs a recruit uh, Obviously, he's going to recruit great players that will make a difference in the program. But you really believe he has the potential to develop those players into better players than what we have seen in the last, I mean, maybe even the last five years Wyoming basketball.
0: Absolutely. I think that his hallmark is developing players. He can take these raw kids – kids that were going to lower level schools. I mean, it's not like Wyoming is at the same level as say like Kansas. I mean, we're not, we're not getting any top 10 recruits anytime soon at Wyoming. And so you're going to have to be able to develop guys. And I think that's one of his hallmarks, one of his strong points. And honestly, why the athletic administration decided he was the right man for the job.
1: Real excited to uh, see. I'm excited, man. Basket- cowboy basketball looks, it's, it's looking it's looking good here.
0: The future is bright. I mean, you can't.
1: The future is bright. There's a lot of excitement. I think that excitement will turn into just, I think it'll speak for itself. The fans will come in because they're going to be excited. It's going to just drive, it's just going to drive the team. I mean, and then Linder, he's obviously, he's ready. I don't know what else to say. He's just ready to turn this program around and really make a name for himself, put Wyoming basketball back on the map and hopefully bring another NCAA Mountain West championship and another NCAA berth to the team.
0: Yeah, speaking of bringing the program back. Let's take the program back here. The, the Wyoming Cowboys basketball Twitter account, actually, they posted some highlights from uh, Fennis Dembo's 41-point game when they knocked out UCLA. I was watching that a little bit earlier before we started recording here. That definitely got me excited for Wyoming basketball and Linder thinking, holy crap, maybe he could do something like that. I mean, we'll never see an behemoth like UCLA again but we certainly could see a sweet 16 at the University of Wyoming in the near future but another thing throwing the program back even further a new documentary Steph Curry is a producer that's why it's getting some buzz but there's going to be a, a documentary featuring a bunch of former NBA guys talking about the jump shot and as we know Kenny Saylor's is the founder if you would of the jump shot and the documentary is about him and the evolution of the jump shot and everything. And it's going to be available online to stream from April 16th, to April 18th. I know that I'm going to bite the bullet, use some of that stimulus check and uh, rent the documentary. What about you, Robert?
1: Oh yeah, man. You know, I'm going to uh, be ordering that watch it tomorrow I mean, what else is there to do? What else is there to do, Mr. (laughs) Graf?
0: There's literally not a whole lot going on. I mean, I guess on Sunday there will be a new documentary. You pump documentary, correct? Yeah, The Last Dance, baby. Yep. Looking forward
1: to that. Looking forward to the draft next week. That'll be great.
0: That'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And Dirk Nowitzki... Kevin Durant and Bob Knight are all going to be in this jump shot documentary as, really? or, or it's called sure. jump shot is the, a, is the documentary.
1: What a trio there, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'll be intrigued to hear what Dirk Nowitzki has to say. I wish Shaq was in it for a jump shot. You know, like he could talk about how difficult a jump shot is really.
1: Derek Nowitzki doesn't really. Uh, he's not a jump
0: shooter, is he? I mean, he had that that fadeaway off the wrong foot jumper. You know, that's his iconic iconic shot. I don't even think he
1: jumps when he pulls up from deep, man. I think he's just a little.
0: I mean, I guess yeah, he barely gets off the ground, but it's it's a jump.
1: It's a jumper. It's a jumper. <laughs> it's a jumper.
0: You're right. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were making a parallel that it was only fitting that Steph Curry, who revolutionized the game from a small school, and he's producing the documentary about Kenny Sailors, who revolutionized the game from a small school. They're both shoe jumpers. I mean, that, that got me warm and tingly about the Wyoming basketball program. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah. No, uh, never Steph Curry's involved, I guess. Brings a little bit more attention to Wyoming basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to get excited when Steph's out there. Steph's involved. Anything like that. Anything, Steph. All right. Like a 180 layup, I guess. We're going to switch gears here and go to our interview with. New Denver Bronco and Wyoming native, and also went to uh, Northern Colorado. So he's got some of those same roots as our new man, Jeff Linder, Jacob Bobenmeyer. We're going to interview him here. Enjoy this interview. It's time for the very first guest on the Wyo Sports Podcast. I'm happy to have in here with us. A very good friend of Roberts, a Wyoming native, and a Denver Bronco, Jacob Babemeyer. Jacob, how's it going? It's
3: going pretty good. Just trying to stay, you know, corona-free and happy, so nothing too crazy.
0: I'm glad you've managed to stay corona-free so far. I'm sure that's quite a challenge.
3: Uh, It's not too bad. It's not too hard.
0: Well... We'll start it here. I'm gonna I'm a open it up with this question. Uh, what was it like playing college football in Northern Colorado?
3: Um, it was fun. Like I, I didn't know really what to expect. my first got into college and then I, I, to be honest, I didn't really like it in the summertime. Um, then I kind of got adjusted to everything and got settled in I kind of I thrived. I think I grew as a person a lot through there, Obviously as a player. Um, I made you know some lifelong friendships. And kind of, we didn't win as much as I wanted, but I got, you know, good education and, and, and made some good friends. And I had a lot of fun, though. That was my biggest thing, was making sure I was having fun. And I, and I had a lot of fun with my teammates and, and, and the school itself and, and doing stuff you do in college and hanging out and having fun. And I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, to be honest. If I go back in time, I'd do the same thing I did.
2: Awesome. You know, you came from Cheyenne, man. Uh, what was the biggest struggle as a kind of a small-town kid just making it to where you, where you are now?
3: Kind of like when you grew like, for instance, when you grew up in Wyoming, people don't think of Wyoming as a uh, football state, I guess you could say. They think of it more as, like, blue-collar work, you know, ranchers, farmers, and they don't realize that and people in Wyoming do play sports, they do drive cars, you know, so. I think the state as a whole, you kind of are already an underdog. And then just really like once you get somewhere out of there, you got to even establish establish yourself even more since you're out of the state. You know, you're brand new. Everyone already thinks you kind of aren't as good because you're from Wyoming. Like I said, that there's sports even in Wyoming. So you got to kind of go out there and have a little chip on your shoulder, you know, trying to take that that Wyoming mentality, that, that blue collar mentality and just like go to work. And, and kind of prove yourself and just keep on going. Like, even when times are tough, like, I didn't play linebacker until my junior year, and I was, like, fighting for a starting spot my sophomore year, and then that kind of got away, and I just kept on going and just, like, keep working. Like, I think that's simply what, what drove me to, like, the position I am now is just working, um, and I kind of learned that at East, honestly, like with Coach Golf and my buddies there like we just work. like that's why we won the state championship that's why we made it to semifinals that's why we're good every year um and that's and I took that mentality that worked that like blue collar mentality in the college and then after college even because I sat for a whole year as a free agent that that sucks you don't hear anything like you see people that you compete against or you know you've met and you know and they're like signing with teams and they're playing in games and Kind of sit there. and You can't feel sorry for yourself. You just got to go and keep working, and just be patient. Wait for the next opportunity, and that's kind of, kind of just you just got to keep working. That's my my biggest takeoff from is you just got to keep working. Were some of your teammates kind of dogging on you for being from Wyoming? Um. Oh yeah. When I got there, like they all, you know, thought they kind of wondered if I like rode horses to to class and, you know, stuff like that, if I had a farm, like, they, you know, they kind of think you're, they automatically assume you're a Trump supporter, or they automatically think, like, you know, you're, you're not the friendliest, uh, to other races, which is hilarious, but, and, like, I was just like, that's kind of some prejudgment, and then obviously, like, it was out of a joking matter, and they realized, you know, like, he's he's just another bro, so kinda of worked out. They they kinda of realized like my junior year that like I was like I was, you know, people from Wyoming they they can play sports. They can do yep. stuff. We're talking about being a free agent there, man. Just kinda
2: of, how motivating is it when you go to a mini camp or something and team passes up on you. Like I know you were with the Broncos and went to the Bears and mini camp, and kinda of how motivating is that? You get, you know, um it's team.
3: like like there, I mean, there's obviously two ways you can look at it. You can look at it as like, Oh, I suck. this in the world. Or you can look at it as like, okay, you guys don't want to look at me like that. Okay. I see. All just wait. And that, and that's kind of the path I took. It's just wait and watch, watch and see. And it, and it, with the Broncos, it wasn't necessarily so much that they, uh, they weren't like looking past me. They actually really liked me. Like first day they they kind of told me that they're bringing me back to mandatory minicamp, camp and, uh, it was just a, It was just kind of a hassle to get me signed because it's kind of hard to get, you know, your, someone in there to compete with your all-pro long snapper because Casey Cryer was coming off a um, Pro Bowl season. Yeah. You come in there and compete with your uh, Pro Bowl long snapper when you have, like, your tight ends or you've been through, like, six tight ends and four of them are hurt um, and you're about to go in the preseason and stuff like that. And I kind of knew that, but still, at the same time, there's 31 other teams that kind of were not looking my way or in contact with me, and that's... It's definitely motivating. It's definitely, like, even now I look at it as, like, it's like in college. Like, I was, you know, I didn't get the offers I wanted or I thought I deserved um, coming out of high school. And it was kind of just wait and see. And I played some of those teams, and I played well against them. Um, And it's just, like, it motivated me a lot, to say the least. Um, And just keep on going and and prove them wrong. It's, It's just like going into college, people are like, oh, you're from Wyoming. You can't play
2: sports. Then you go in and prove them wrong. I'm just kind of interested, man. So right now, obviously, all everything's going on this pandemic, whatnot. What you're—I mean—you're on an NFL roster now. You're an NFL player. What is life
3: like? You know, either or not, it's—it's it's relatively normal. And, and I say, in a sense, like I'm doing the same stuff I did before. All I did really was make it official, like on a roster. I, I practice and I train like I already was on one. Um, in a sense, like I worked really really hard to get where I'm at but like I I went and I got uh weights from a gym um and it, and it kind of helps like you're like listen I play for the Broncos like can I reach out and, like throw you some money and, and borrow some stuff and stuff like that um and, and that helps a little bit I'm not gonna lie but a lot of it like um like I've I have uh I have a bar I have some mats to work out on and stuff like that. I, I built actually. I built a squat stand and a bench stand out of out of four by fours. from Where I worked, so I could use that. And I got a bunch of other stuff to train with. And I still I go and I train with Kobe the punter uh, three four times a week um, and get some snaps in and go through operation stuff. Um, so, say the least it's it's pretty normal. I'm not gonna lie, um, and I'm not really one to get into like and, like, famous or anything. Like, I never really liked the media or anything. But, I mean, now now it's, like, okay, because I've gotten used to it. But for the most part, it, yeah, it's normal. It's just normal life, man. i crazy.
0: So you don't like talking with us right now? What's that? I'm joking. You said you're not in it for the media stuff. Oh,
3: no. No, I like to- I like talking to podcasts. I like podcasts. Yup. Yeah. They're
0: cool. I like them. Shout out podcasts. Let me go back a little bit here. So a lot of people are probably only familiar with the root of, you know, you get drafted in the NFL draft and you're on an NFL roster and everything like that. But you have a, you have a different story. I mean, you weren't drafted. You, after college didn't play in the NFL for a year. You were waiting for your first opportunity. What was that process really like?
3: So basically, like a lot of people think, like, if you're like only people get drafted and then they end up on a team and they play. Um, but actually, there's a lot of players that, um, really go undrafted and they get signed. Like, kind of sometimes people get signed because they're good enough to, uh, give a look for people and then, like, maybe develop them. Uh, I mean, a lot of like, for instance, uh, a rookie minicamp invite, like you'll get invited to that, and then you might get signed. You might, you might not. Um, but the path, it, I think, the path to people who aren't necessarily familiar with it is definitely a lot different. Going back, like you, like for me, I so you get invited to a rookie minicamp, go. You don't get signed, then you go home and keep training, and and they might call you later. Um, especially like they bring guys in that they might need later on in preseason if they decide they're not going to go. And, a guy that they have and then like you, you can get invited back for veteran minicamp and and stuff like that and you can really get signed at any point in the season. Um especially as a free agent. Like it could be the last game in the season and their snapper gets certain practice, they'd be like, Hey, we're gonna call we're gonna have you come in and work you out and then they can sign you right there on the spot and then the next weekend, like you go from being uh, free agent to their starting run snapper in a few days because uh, rather than injury, and then they might even keep you to compete with the starter they had if they really like you. Um, but a lot of it is like for me right now, so this process, so now that I'm signed, it, it's kind of like starting over again. Um, I'll go in as a, as a rookie free agent, still rookie, even on a year out of college. I'll go in, I'll do, well, now it's a virtually, but typically in a normal setting you do OTAs which is organized team activities and it's like workouts and practice and meetings um and you're limited to the amount of time that you can have it's not anything like crazy you're, you're it's run through stuff you get helmets and I think in the second or third phase towards uh, training camp and then after that you kind of cap it off with veteran mini camp and then you go and break for a little bit and then stuff really it gets like you if you're on the roster then you're doing okay you're probably going to stay on until training camp and then training camp runs around and and that's when stuff really starts ha- starts happening is is training camp i actually got worked out by the broncos um the first i think their first week of training camp and it was their first off day and i got i i got a i got a call on thursday that i was going to work out with them on i think tuesday or wednesday is when the workout was Um, And and that's another thing. You can get a workout any time. They usually give you a few days' notice, or, like, they'll call you on a Wednesday, Thursday, and be like, all right, we're going to play you out Tuesday, Monday. Um, And so that – I mean, there's just so many things that can happen with it. Uh, There's not really – I mean, obviously, the best thing is you get drafted. But unless you're a third-round – you're one through third-round draft pick, you're not guaranteed a spot, and even, like, third rounds aren't. But they have money, obviously dumped in the first round and second round, and a little bit third round. That they're gonna give them. You have some more. You have a longer rope than, say, a free agent signing late in ah, uh, in a, in training camp or something like that. Like you have to, you have to go there and you have to produce right away. And if you don't, like you're bye bye. If it, I mean, it's a cutthroat industry. It's it sucks. But then once you make it, you make it, and you're and you're in. Especially as a specialist, like once you get on a team. And you get a season under your belt, or even a preseason, you're going to bounce around to find a place where you you fit in, and the the st coordinator likes you, and you you're comfortable, and then you just go from there, and like you can that can be your spot right there. It's your job to lose, and and they're going to bring in like even if you're all pro, like Case Crowder is all pro, but they're they they don't the NFL doesn't care if you're going to get especially as a specialist because they're so. I wouldn't say expendable. Obviously, you have best of the best, but chances are you're not always going to have best of the best. And so what they'll do basically is say, so my so my contract would be three years, right? So after probably that third year, we'd go, they might tender me, or they what tender is just like they sign you to one year, um, probably league minimum, maybe a little bit of a signing bonus. Um, but they'll bring in either a rookie or another veteran, that you've or another free agent to come in and compete with you. And if you beat that dude out and you have a good season, they could either bring in somebody else. They really don't want like you or just not re you. They can sign you to a, a long-term deal, which is ideally obviously what you want. And the path is, it's its, a, it's, it's stressful to say the least, but it's also exciting because you never know what's going to happen. Like, I guess going back a little bit, uh, around December time, like I kinda was, you know, getting down. I was like, Dang it, like I'm gonna keep working, keep working. But obviously you doubt yourself a little bit sometimes. Um, and and then my agent called me and told me that, if, that the Broncos are finally bringing me in for a workout and then they brought me in and, and it's like you're you're just re you're like revitalized, you're you're energized, you're ready to go, you attack it a little bit different and you just like it's it's just very up and down to say the least. Uh, You just have to perform when you get opportunity. Nice,
2: Jacob. Nice. I got to ask, how surreal is it when you're walking through the facilities, the locker
3: room, whatever, and you're seeing these guys that you grew up watching? Yeah, so that that was another thing. When I went to veteran minicamp and it's like you walk around and you see Von Miller or Joe Flacco or Chris Harris or, you know, names like that, Philip Lindsay, you know, names like that, and you're like, Dang, like, this is crazy. Like, you're like, most people would like pay money to like walk around this box right now. You're like one of them. Like, you might not be getting paid as much, but you're on the same team. Like, you're held to the same standards. Like, you're in the NFL. And, and I was honestly in veteran minicamp, I was starstruck. And I think that messed with my mentality, um, doing it. And it was like, it was, it was surreal. It was definitely surreal. Now, am I'm, I'm more used to it, um, I'm more familiarized with it. But um, yeah, it, to say the least, it was surreal. It was it was it was crazy. I was I was like I was trying so hard not to fanboy. It was it was it was really hard. Um, but it worked out. So they didn't think I was too crazy about it.
0: I want to ask you about Northern Colorado's new head football coach. I mean, how exciting is it to have Ed McCaffrey as your as the new guy in Greeley and to think about when you go back and visit the program the head man's going to be a Broncos legend.
3: It's definitely crazy. Um I didn't really expect that uh co- that hire to be honest with you. I thought they were going to hire uh, um coach English, Marty English. I I think he took a position. He took a position in at Wyoming again. Um, but I I I don't I've never met him and I haven't talked to him, but I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully UNC it has a little bit better record uh next year. Um and I think, you know, I think UNC just needed some new energy and and some new faces in the coaching staff to get things started back up cuz UNC's problem has never been at talent or or you know, size or anything like that. It's it's been like there's always something. We we look going good going in and something happens in in fall camp like we someone gets hurt, starters get hurt and things go down. Um, and people who you didn't expect to play or starting and playing. They actually end up developing and being decent. Um, but uh, with the past history we had, I loved Coach Collins. I loved him as a coach and a person. Um, and it sucked to see him go. But I think for UNC, that might have been the better thing to do—just uh, to get new faces and, and new blood in the in the front office and the coach in the coaching room to spark a new light and and see what happens. I mean, I don't. If we even have a season, I hope we do. But uh, I'm excited to see what happens for sure, and I'm definitely gonna be up there seeing what's going on.
2: Jacob, uh, kind of cap this off, man. I just gotta uh, gotta ask you. You're kind of hoping Logan Wilson
3: gets drafted to the Broncos, right? Uh,
2: yeah, he's a guy on the
3: squad. Yeah, it would definitely be pretty nice, and actually, Austin Fort um, got a free agent signing from there. Yeah. And it was crazy because in high school I played against him, like same with Logan, and, you know, like I didn't like those guys playing against him. I didn't I didn't like him. Um, but, I mean, obviously now, like out of high school, like it's cool. I'm Like I was really I – w- I was surprised to see Logan do so good, and I'm glad he did though because, like, represent Wyoming baby And then Austin Fort actually got signed, and I was like, we well, see how he does. And he actually did really good. Like he is stupid athletic, and, and they really like that about him. Um, and he was doing really good, and I think he would have, I don't, I definitely think he would have made the 53-man roster, and the way it turned out, he would have got a lot of playing time, but then he tore his ACL, which sucks, but I think he's definitely getting pretty, pretty good. And actually, so, I definitely think Logan Wilson would be a good fit for the Broncos, obviously, not because he's from Wyoming, and it'd be cool to have another Wyoming guy on there, but um, they need they need some depth at linebacker, and I think, I mean, that is a beast, to say the least. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with all that, the draft being, I think it's this weekend, what exactly goes on. Depends. if they, I think they take him if they can get him uh, at the right round and if someone hasn't picked him up yet. But uh, they might have to do something to get him because I think he's highly wanted uh, by teams. So it'd be interesting to see what goes on. But, yes, yeah, so it'd, be, it'd be cool to see him on the Broncos.
0: All right, I wanna I wanna finish it up with one last question. What exactly is it like to be a long snapper?
3: Um, it's actually really really, it's fun, man. Um, going from uh playing, you know, in high school I played every side of the ball, like on every unit. Um, to the college where I just didn't play offense. Um, and I was on every unit now being a definitive long snapper, it's it's really nice, man. You just got to make sure you put the ball. It, I mean, it's nice because you don't have a whole lot of responsibility. But when it's your time to shine, you gotta you gotta shine. You gotta perform because you only get maybe ten to fifteen plays a game at that, and you gotta be a hundred percent every single time. Like if you're playing any other position, it's it's acceptable to make a few mistakes, but at that position, you can't. Like if you do. It's, catastrophe essentially um so you really have to be on point it's stressful in that matter um but as long as you're confident in what you're doing you train hard enough you'll be all right but uh it's definitely it's it's fun because a lot of people they they kind of don't think long snappers are athletic or they're physical um and the league's kind of changing now to where they're getting like D ends or or linebackers like fullbacks even tight ends the athletic bodies to and teach them how to snap a ball, and because and, they're going to be athletic enough to snap it, probably generally faster than the league standard, which is .75 seconds. Um, and then not only that, they're going to be athletic enough to get back quick enough to block, and they're going to be physical enough to not get destroyed every time they get blocked. Because a lot of times you might have an all-pro, you might have Aaron Donald in the A-gap on punt safe running up your gap which it's hard for offensive linemen to block that deal. Well, on the long snapper, like it's, I mean, there's definitely in situations where it's not at your uh, benefit to say, to, to say the least about that. But uh, um, for the most part, it's, it's a fun, it's fun, man. It's fun. I like it.
0: Thanks Jacob for joining us. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate the time and no, uh, stay safe. No out problem, there. man. I
3: appreciate no problem, man. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Absolutely. Yup. Thank you very much, Jacob. Much appreciated, man. No problem. I'll talk to you guys later. All
0: right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Bob and Meyer. We really appreciate him joining us and taking his taking some time out of his not so busy schedule because COVID nineteen, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, has it's altered everyone's lives in some way or another. And I know it has had a profound impact on my life. Changed my schedule. Robert, how has it changed yours?
1: Ooh, well, I found out what a furlong is. David, I found out what a furlong <laughs> is. Let's just say, uh, I've transitioned to transition to the ponies, man.
0: Oh man.
1: And It's
0: entertaining. That is is a sport. It's the sport of kings.
1: It is. It is, isn't it? It's amazing. They're still, uh, they're still thriving. You know, they had the Florida Derby what month ago or so. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Kentucky Derby is postponed until October. But those other tracks are open and they're running, man. They're running, and you know, a little cheap to place a wager.
0: So, so you're filling your time by, uh, you know, partaking and watching the ponies. Is that what I'm getting? I think it is. Uh, might might be the most exciting
1: sport to bet on. I think I have. I think I've
0: found that out. <laughs> I dude, there's nothing better than a no score first inning. I that there's no exhilaration or rush quite like that.
1: I don't know. Ooh, they're they're definitely. Uh,
0: Dude, when the leadoff hitter hits a double in the bottom of the first inning, and you're like, "How am I gonna get three outs? How <laughs> like I control how the outs are gonna happen? Like no, but yeah, like how are we gonna get three outs right here, man? <laughs> yeah, for that
1: tenth and eleventh man on the field, I
0: guess. I definitely I'm I miss that exhilaration. That's for sure. That's one thing that I'm missing in this. Uh, you know, new coronavirus world.
1: So you, so that's your favorite wager there, huh? No score.
0: Oh yeah. No score first inning. Nothing better than that. There is absolutely nothing better than that. Let's end it on this. Robert we will end this podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, We'll be talking about the NFL draft, but I want to ask Robert one last question. I'll give him my answer. My answer obviously is I missed the first inning of baseball games. But what do you miss the most about there not being any professional live sports or college, no live sports at all? The
1: thing that I miss most is, uh, well, I got to say, I got, I mean, I have to say the emotion in March. I mean, I know that's not sports. It's not all sports. The whole year. But that is what I have missed most during this time is the
0: emotion that arises in March. Yeah, it is brutal, considering we had the entire college basketball regular season. yet we're not. No tournament. There won't be any makeup. Nothing. We recorded an entire podcast where I ranted and raved how Utah State was going to go really far in the tournament.
1: How Sam Merrill is the best player
0: in the mountain west. Yeah, dude, Sam Merrill is the Mountain West goat. But no more. We'll see if Sam Merrill even gets drafted in the NBA whenever that NBA draft comes.
1: Long shot, huh?
0: He's going to have a nice pro career somewhere. I I guarantee it. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be in the NBA, but we'll see. I mean, Jimmer's killing it in uh, Jimmer's killing it in China, I think, or he was. I don't know if he's what he's doing now, but
1: is Sam Merrill better than Jimmer Fredette?
0: No, 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 no one's better okay. than Jimmer's top ten all time college player for sure.
1: Oh, okay,
0: I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, but he he was uh, he was pretty incredible that last year at BYU. Incredible, huh? I mean, he captivated the nation in a way that I don't think BYU ever thought it would.
1: (laughs) Pretty amazing, man. Pretty amazing.
0: Well, that's it for episode one. Thanks for joining us. Please rate, review, subscribe, donate to Robert Nye's Venmo because we, uh, you know, we could use some money. I mean, that stimulus check hit, but you never know you never know a little a few extra pennies couldn't hurt anybody in this economy right um thanks for joining us though we'll be back next week we'll talk nfl draft we'll talk about logan wilson specifically a lot i mean he's he's getting a lot of buzz at the linebacker at the linebacker position and shout out to Shakewell. thank you for the intro and outro music stay safe and wash your hands out there guys
4: You're trying to prove uh, uh, who you want to impress. Now, now baby, baby, I see you think you got moves so, so smooth, smooth, but you do not. How would it take you past this, this test? Is. So you better forget everything you know. This is more facial. Uh,